Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to Fintech Brews and News, brought to you by Central Payments and Falls Fintech. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. Founders, co-founders, payments professionals, and, well, just people who love brews. This is a place to get a behind-the-scenes look at unique partnerships and ways to bridge the financial gap between banking, startups, and the entire fintech industry. Whether it's a beer or coffee or something else, there's certain to be a brew in every episode. After all, how do we function in this space without it? Each episode, you're sure to take away some good stuff going on in the financial technology space. So without further ado, let's grab a brew. Welcome back to another episode of FinTech Brews. I'm super excited that you tuned in today, and I am with one of my favorite people, Josh Brazier. How you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Excited to be here in Sioux Falls. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, Josh is a good friend of mine, a wonderful entrepreneur that's doing some really cool stuff. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, some of your background, and what you're working on. Cool, yeah, Josh Brazier. I'm uh, born and raised in LA but pretty nomadic. I spent a lot of time in other countries. I started my career um, doing a lot of social entrepreneurial um, activities, uh, starting programs around the world at different orphanages or youth mentoring projects. That's kind of where I cut my teeth in business, um, got to know a lot about what was going on with young people. And from there, I've started Permiso to kind of solve some of the problems that I saw out there that were affecting the opportunities and the abilities for our young people to uh, make progress in life. So that's one of uh, my favorite things about this gig that I get to do now is meet folks like yourself who have uh, a pathology and a bent towards a certain something. And for you, it happens to be uh, that youth, young adult demographic. So give folks an idea of how that passion has now folded into fintech and what Permiso is. Yeah, absolutely. Fintech and youth mentoring might not seem like it comes together quite naturally. Um, I do a lot of coaching, a lot of mentoring of young people. I'm kind of in the mud with them all the time, kind of helping them solve their problems. Um, and I've just noticed a lot of trends around, um, basically the best way to say it is they're not being taught certain concepts, terms um, that, that really revolve around financial literacy, around how to create opportunities with themselves, how to be consistent, things like that. And so we've decided to create a roadmap and combine it with FinTech to make it real world um, let them practice, let them make their mistakes, but have a kind of a safe learning system to go back to, to, uh, to kind of keep, keep progressing along and learning. So that's yeah. kind of in a nutshell what we're trying to do. And where does payments come into that? Well, and payments is like, uh, it's all around us. We live in a capitalistic society. It is something that we, uh, you know, it inspires us. It gets us out of bed sometimes. Hey, I want this. I want to do this. I want to go on this trip. I mean, payments is an everyday occurrence. And so a concept and an idea that came to me is we're checking our bank 
bank statements, we're checking our bank balances every day. Why not make that a place to go and learn for a little bit of time? That's a really good thought. And the so I should kind of help everybody understand, you came through Falls Fintech, our very first inaugural cohort, which yeah. was March of 2020. 2020. Yeah. Can't forget that day. So we've known each other for a few years mm -hmm. and you've been working on Permiso conceptually. I appreciate your methodology where you really want to not be so analysis paralysis to get this right that you can't get off the ground, but it's more about um, your mission and your vision of how this is going to come to fruition. Talk a little bit about what life was like before you came to False Fintech, for instance. Yeah, I mean, the life of an entrepreneur, I think, is uh, a lot of struggle, right? So the concept and like the idea has always kind of remained the same. Uh, I think the passion has always been there. It's always just finding the opportunities. It's always finding that next step or that path forward that'll get you to where you want to go. And for me and my process with Permiso, it was a lot of, you know, getting the engine revved, getting really excited about a possible opportunity and then having something fall flat. Um, and, you know, finding another, the, the next opportunity and then having that maybe not go as well as you thought, but always still kind of moving forward at a slow pace. And and and, and when I met you guys is when things really was like gas on the fire coming to Falls FinTech and being able to say, hey, before that, like I didn't, I had a vision. I knew what I want to do. I was working hard at it. But you guys kind of cleared a lot of paths for us that, that allowed us to really gain traction that I wouldn't have able, like ever really imagined in the short amount of time that, 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 that we've had since Falls FinTech. So you came from L.A. to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. First time, yeah. First time in March of 2020. And we're here for a week before mm -hmm. we had to send you all packing. Yep. Um, yep. How did you feel at that moment where you got the gas on the fire, you started to experience what seemed like real momentum, and then right. it's like, oh, rugs pulled out from under you, or did it seem like that in the moment? It, it, in, in some ways, like I didn't have a lease back in L.A., um, I was going to come back and forth and kind of do the, maybe the Airbnb thing and just go from there. Those things are all logistical things. That didn't really bother me so much. I think I was most excited about, and that's what I really love about False Fintechs are all the connections being in person. I do much better that way. And I haven't done anything mainly online before, but I got used to it and it still felt like very connected to everybody and all the people that you guys would introduce us to. And I, you know, we made really strong, phenomenal connections that have, like I said, opened up paths for us that getting us towards launch in September. Yeah. So, yeah. You've been one of um, kind of a, a significantly active alumni um, out of our prior cohort. So in this um, podcast, we've talked to the audience before in a prior episode about what that pivot was like to go from in-person, planning to be fully in-person to then virtual. Um, and I really would contend that you helped drive that forward when we did have to go virtual in the first cohort unexpectedly. And meanwhile, you came back to Sioux Falls in the fall of 2020 yep. for Double Demo Day. Yep, yep, yep. Was it a family reunion? What was that like? It was. It was fun. I mean, I, I I didn't even get to see the falls the first time we came here to Sioux Falls. I didn't feel like we got like, I really like to go and explore wherever I'm at, uh, you know, whether it's in a rental car or on a bike and figure all those different things and just kind of see where I'm living. And that's, I've been able to do that this week and that's been a lot of fun. But I think that what I felt when I came back, at least in, in, in October, was I was really excited to get caught up with where my cohort was what they were doing and kind of feel that energy because I think that's a really big gas tank filler. I don't think that's the right way to say it. But then also see what cohort would do, what cohort two was doing, what their experience was and to gather their their energy as well because that's what I felt 
after October, after demo day, after meeting everybody, what they were doing, uh, their ideas and how they were looking at FinTech and all that kind of stuff. I was like, wow, like there's a lot of cool things going on. And this is what Falls FinTech has done is we brought us all together. So, so what's transpired with Permiso since you left Falls FinTech? Uh, a lot. So, I mean, big things, you know, besides having uh, CBKCBR sponsor bank and central payments being our program manager, we're able to sign a network agreement deal with Discover. Um, so we'll be on the Discover network. Uh, so kind of just getting all of our like fintech house in order, that was really cool. But we were also be able to, we've partnered with a company out of South Dakota called uh, STEMFuse that is gonna help us with our curriculum and our learning management and getting that out there to tons of students nationwide. So it really not only created everything we needed for fintech, but our marketing strategy. Um, and then I guess the big thing is, is we're always really big on checking in with the young people. I'm 40 years old, I have no, I'm maybe, pretty far from being in high school and, and college, but I work with that population every day. And so did some focus group testing and said, we don't like your name. We don't like your concept. We don't like the way you look and feel right now. We need to kind of, and so we just kind of went back to the drawing board and rebranded. Was that a little bit like you're calling my baby ugly or were not, you open not really. to that? I, I have a professor where I went to school and he runs an advertising lab within his school and, I, and they're amazing. They win awards, they're the best people. And so I gave them just the, I said, there's no holds bar, there's nothing sacred. Here's what I'm doing, please, you know, let me know what you think. And then when they gave me their presentation, you can see on the agenda, like item number four was like, rebranding name change. I'm like, oh, okay, here here it comes. I don't know what it's gonna be, um, but I know something's gonna be there. And so once they got to it and they presented me the name Able and the concept behind Able, um, it wasn't even, by the end of it, they're like, hey, do you have any questions? Like, nope, we're going for it. I went and trademarked it the next day, wow. got everything going on it. And uh, we've been able to really make this pivot towards a, a, a name and a concept that maybe felt a little bit more like, hey, like we don't trust that you're able to do these things mm -hmm. to now like, hey, like we're an empowerment company. We're about empowering youth with FinTech. I love that. Yeah. Permiso was born out of, um, talk about how you arrived at Permiso from a brand. Yeah, so Permiso really, the whole concept started with Permiso with a client that got a call from a mom and she's like, my kid did it again, racked up a huge credit card bill. I can't teach him this stuff. Like there's gotta be some way to control how my child works in the financial ecosystem, right? Just like in the, just in day-to-day -day spending. And uh, okay, cool, like we can create that. We can get a card that can, you can deny purchases and you can teach all these different things. But, um, and so I just thought of the name and Permiso was like, hey, maybe we'd like have the parents or the kids need to ask permission to be able to like mm -hmm. exist in this financial ecosystem. And that doesn't really resonate much with, with young people. Maybe it did with parents at the beginning, and maybe that was our target audience at the beginning. But we now kind of have really become a youth empowerment company. So when Able, A-B-L-E, mm -hmm. um, when you threw this idea at me or talked about this rebrand, some of the words that you can leech onto Able, um, what are those kind of buzzwords that will help kind of frame and shape perspective, I suppose. Absolutely. Well, able is an amazing suffix, right? Like it's in so many words. And so our curriculum, our, our learning management system can now be based on words that revolve around able, right? Like we are a company that wants a parent to like feel and to empower their kid to say, we know you're able to learn these things. We know you're able to do these different things. We know you're capable. We know you're trainable. We know you're teachable. Mm -hmm. We know that in this, like in this world, it's a, it's a tough world, but we know these things are attainable if you work hard. So Able's in everything. And we just want everybody to feel empowered to do that. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. amazing. 
the, so now with a, a rebrand, some momentum. So you're here in Sioux Falls today mm -hmm. specifically because you just signed a deal. You talked a little bit about STEM Fuse, yeah. but that additional traction, what does that look like? It's, it's allowing us to be in 15,000 different schools nationwide. Um, it allows us to get in front of a lot of eyeballs. It allows to get our message and our, uh, not only our brand, but we have a lot of cool things that we're gonna be doing around ABLE. And so it's not just swiping your card. It's not just watching some videos. It's kind of a holistic approach at making sure that what I'm teaching you and what the company is trying to teach you and the roadmap that we've created for you um, makes sense and you have lots of ways to apply it. The timeline here mm -hmm. is really important for you right. from an investment standpoint, a partnership standpoint. So give the listeners a bit of a peek inside what specifically is next over the next few months. Yeah, so we, we're, we're finishing up our tech over the summer uh, we have uh, lots of this going on, filming and filming, filming, filming. We have um, lots of beta. We have beta schools set up for September that are going to kind of test out things for us. Um, and then in January, we'll be, be doing our really hard launch, but September will be our, our soft launch. And then getting into implementation with you guys, we'll be able to offer our cards. We have some pretty cool opportunities for implementation of that card, not only through the through you know STEM Fuse and things like that, but some other ideas that we're kind of kicking around that can't quite announce yet, but we're pretty excited for them. Um, and then, yeah, best way to say it is uh, lots of headaches and lots <laughs> of you know seeing how things go, but just really excited for the soft launch in September, and this is going to be a real busy summer. So, Josh. The platform itself, mm -hmm. what is the platform? How does this content come to life? It's a good question. Um, it's, been, it's been a process to understand that. There's a lot of, there's been many attempts in the past to try to get information to young people. I mean, people who are young are going to YouTube and they're typing in. Scary. Yeah, it can, it can <laughs> be, I mean, it's just, it's not a very, it's a, it's a pretty open world there. It's funny, I think maybe you've heard of Twitch before and there's kids who they're following their favorite gamers and asking their gamers, you know, their favorite gamers for advice on their girlfriend, you know, like, hey, like I just broke up with my girlfriend, what should I do? And so like, there's like these two things that we're kind of noticing that are going on is there's not a curated platform where kids can get information about stuff that's pertinent to them, right? And so what we've done is working with our psychologists and myself and my experience and just different people on our team is we've roadmapped from freshman year in high school all the way to senior in college, every kind of major milestone, term, concept, rite of passage, whatever a kid needs to do to progress well and launch well, we've kind of mapped that out and then we've created content and different ways to get that information for them to practice that. So creating habits, setting goals, understanding finances, understanding the mind, emotions, relationships, and we just kind of bring them through this roadmap. We incentivize them with rewards and, and hope it's as real world and as ap applicable to them as possible, right? The more and more time goes on, the more we see FinTech, or let me say this different, the more we see finances becoming social. It mm -hmm. used to be taboo. You didn't talk about your budgets or whether you were in debt or not mm -hmm. in debt and things of that nature. But as, as finances get more social, this really intersects super well because you're talking about life skills and finances kind of in one platform. And yeah. it's all kind of this holistic being. You're not just 
your money manager here and your social world here, but trying to bring that all together. Would that yeah. be fair? I would, I would say that on your platform, you're going to be able to see, here's my bank balance. Here's what I need to do today. Here's the habits I'm tracking. Here's where the platform things I need to learn or what I need to do a little bit better. And then kind of have it be in one place, right? Like we said, I'll take some, some of my clients out to dinner or to lunch and, you know, they check their bank balance two times. Do I have enough for this? Can I cover this? Like, you know, they're on their apps looking at things. And so we just said, just give us a few more minutes when you're on there. Just yeah. maybe spend a little bit more time with us. Gain some trust in what we're trying to do in this roadmap that we've created for you. And then, yeah. So you're kind of a, you're kind of a cool guy. How do you make <laughs> finances and learning about money, being responsible with with money or even life choices in general, how do you make that cool? Cool. The cool is a cool is a tough word, right? Because um, what I think is cool, another person's not going to think it's cool. But opportunities. I don't want this to become a meme, but opportunities are cool, mm-hmm. right? And so kids tweetable. are tweetable, tweetable, just something like that, right? It's it's just that when you work with young people, when you work with young people outside of the United States, and you see what they would do mm-hmm. to have the opportunities that we have here and how they are just dying and thirsting for this knowledge to be able to get ahead. And here we are in the society that has an amazing amount of possibilities and potential and that we don't take advantage of opportunity. We're trying to make and give them the, the skills and the abilities to, to know when and how to take advantage of an opportunity that comes, comes their way. And so, that includes finances. Yeah. Who's, who's the target audience? You know, it's a good question. We're, we're anywhere from freshman in, in um, high school all the way into, into your college years, right? And you might think, oh, wow, that's two different audiences. But we have different products and different platforms, and the platform will change as you, as you grow older with, with us. And so, um, yeah, we're just young people. Young people. How do you get the word out about ABLE? How are you going to start to distribute this and drive awareness? Um, I have a college kid myself, mm-hmm. and I know there are certain things. Like, I can tell him, look, dude, a budget's important, or what have He also is on Twitch, plays Twitch. I don't know what that is, but anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how would a parent like me help him discover or find ABLE? It's a good question. So the, our website's the ABLE Roadmap. Um, and so it basically, we will have a parent side of the app and on this parent side of the app, there will be some training videos on things that we find to be very important for parents to communicate to the young people. And part of that will be, how do you bring this to your kid and not make it feel like a Uncool. way to, yeah, and way to control you. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's the biggest thing about why we changed from permiso and why we feel we're so different from our um, maybe our competitors out there, even though like the space is large and what our competitors out there are doing, and they're doing amazing things. They're bringing some amazing products to the table. Um, this is this is where we want our parents to, to come to the kids and say, hey, we know you're able. You know, you know you're capable of doing this, basically. And, and here is an idea. Here is something that you should just go and check out because on here is a lot of things that you maybe aren't comfortable talking to me about. Uh, maybe you don't have a mentor in your life. Maybe you're not learning it at school. Um, maybe you can go poke around on this website and see what they can have to offer you, right? Of all the content that you are creating and mm-hmm. what the roadmap entails, is there anything that you're most excited to share? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about all the socio-emotional learning that we have on the site and the executive functioning, which is just the habit building stuff. Um, but 
intertwining that with the financial literacy and the opportunity creation makes me really excited. I mean, I think it's, I feel blessed in my life to have been able to travel the world and take a few dollars and create programs that affected thousands and tens of thousands of people uh, over my career and, and, and teach what it takes to do something like that, right? What keeps you going when you hit these different roadblocks? You talked a little bit about the journey of Permiso, pre-Falls FinTech. We talked about traction after mm-hmm. Falls FinTech. But as you hit these different kind of woes or highs and lows, what keeps you going? I think what keeps me going is, so this thing is like my best friend and my worst enemy at the same time. I get phone calls at two, three in the morning from kids that are struggling who don't feel like life has the opportunity. And so when I, I, I get that every day, like my life is pretty complicated in the sense that I'm, uh, I'm wearing the CEO hat of Able during the day and I'm trying to create opportunities for Able and usually in the afternoon and the, and the evenings I start working with my clients so I can put some food on the table and keep things going as an entrepreneur. And I'm dealing with a lot of kids that are dealing with a lot of complicated things. And to be able to pull all those things together to give them hope is my thing, right? And so I've got a little, got some formulas in my mind and one of them is just helping them to deliberately practice things, mm. right? Is really, really, really important. And then they get that sense of accomplishment from doing something and that creates hope. And that's a formula that I use all the time with my clients, right? I need to give them hope. And that's what we're trying to do as cheesy as that sounds with Abel, right? I love it. So, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Josh, there's always different entrepreneurs, founders, and startup companies that tune in, what nugget of advice would you give uh, somebody who's maybe just starting into the fintech space, um, something you've experienced? Uh, I think a couple of things come to mind. I think the reason why I've been able to get through the hurdles, and there able? were some big, what's that? You've been able. I've been able to oh, get through the yes, so once there again. It is. It's all over the place. Um, <laughs> I think I was able to get to the hurdles that, that I was facing. We, we, we had some moments where, man, I thought this was going to, everything was certain, right? And then, then the rug gets pulled out from underneath you and then you just invested months and months and months and months into something and, and your whole world just crashes down. But I had a vision. And like I said, every night when I'm working with my clientele and I'm trying to figure out you know, how to create opportunities for these people, kept me going because it's what been a few years since I've been working on this idea and still there's nothing like this out there. Mm. Right. And so there needs to be something and we need to try. And so if you're grounded in your vision and your mission, and that's what happens in the nonprofit world a lot is you create your mission statement, you know, your vision, you know, your mission. So that's what motivates you. That's what keeps you going. If you don't have that, if it's just to, to create a card, like there's plenty of people doing that, but know that well and and ground yourself in that all the time. You also talk, a little bit kind of even offline here about your, I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but the fact that you're not a tech guy, mm-hmm. you're not a technical founder. How did you find your way to the successful path without having that tech experience? Yeah. How do you navigate that? I, I've always told my kids or the people that I'm, that I'm working alongside is if you don't know, you find the person that does know, right? You find your person. And so uh, we were talking about that a little bit early on, but I knew from the beginning I didn't know jack about yeah. fintech, right? Yeah. I knew that I wanted to influence this area of the world a little bit more, and so this was the best way that I felt like I could do that. And so, yeah, I had to find my my gym, and I had to find my every everybody that you know you have that that I have on my team that has just brought me to a whole other level. 
um, you have to be okay with, with not knowing and then finding the person who does know and then being humble Absolutely. and saying, I don't know. Absolutely. Tell me how, right? So Josh, one thing that's always important to me is if there's another fintech founder or just entrepreneur listening to this episode, I like to ask what nugget of advice you would give to that person. Uh, specifically, you have such a wealth of knowledge, experience, your social entrepreneurship, so you have this mission meets business uh, mindset. I think that's wildly valuable. Uh, but what advice, what would you have for a founder? I think um, a couple of things. Just because you don't know the industry, I had never been in banking before. Mm -hmm. um, even still for myself, I had to learn so much about financial literacy, about the different aspects that we're bringing in in our, in our modelings and our formulas. Um, don't be afraid of what you don't know. And don't be afraid just because you don't know the industry. I didn't know FinTech at all, but I found people to help me. And those people will find their way into your life. So don't ever have it be like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm a non-technical founder. I don't know tech. I don't know any of that, but I know youth and I know young people and I know what they need. And so for me, it's, it could have been easy for me to be like, ah, like that's a great idea, but I don't know any of that stuff. So I should probably like stay super far away from it. So don't, don't, don't just lean in, just go in and yeah. you'll find your person. And I found those people and those people like you guys. Um, and you know, I've got my team Yeah, and they help me. You do well. You won the Maria Forrest Award for Falls FinTech Cohort 1, which we call our Perseverance Award. Mm -hmm. Because you do. You persevere. You push through. And when the going gets tough, I, I've always found you to get tougher. Yeah. So I think that advice is, is really sage to not expect so much of yourself, yeah, but you find your team, right? You can. I mean, life is all about learning. And so, you know, all, all these things are just opportunities for growth, opportunities for learning. If you can look at it that way, then you don't make mistakes. You just learn more, right? Yeah. So. Josh, I think that is seriously some valuable, able, valuable, you see what I did? There you go. That's good. Good job, Nikki. Um, that was really valuable advice. Thank you so much um, no for, for that. And, you know, something that a lot of our listeners may or may not know, not only were you a first cohort of false FinTech participant, mm -hmm. but as we were shaping this thing out, you helped us formulate how to think about who we were trying to serve as false FinTech what our approach should be. And we landed on real substance, real connections, and real opportunity. And one might say, drop the real. What's so important about that? Keep it crisp and clean, call it substance, connections, and opportunity. Mm -hmm. But you inspired us to think about the real. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember you texting me and saying if I had any ideas. And I think that um, as an entrepreneur, you get strung along so much and things seem better than they can. Yeah, just too good to be true, all that kind of stuff. And when I met you guys at Money 2020 in October of, what was it, 2018? 19. Uh, oh, eight, yeah. It was probably You're 18, right. yeah, because I, mm -hmm. I, I was still fundraising a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's what I felt about you guys is that, that you can't take the real out of it because this felt like a, a safe place for me to go and learn some stuff. And yeah. so that was And important. we talked about authenticity yep, and how exactly. important it is to be authentic. Um, and we really hold that really near and dear to our hearts as mm -hmm. we're running these cohorts too, is this is a safe place to celebrate successes together. And it's mm -hmm. a safe place to quote, fail together yep. in a sense of, man, I don't get it. And I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so um, your involvement, not only as a cohort member, but as us structuring and helping to create this has been priceless. So. Mm -hmm. 
I'm thank glad you. to have been a part of it. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Well, you inspire many, many people. Keep going. Abel will be out and about yeah. and can't wait to see mm-hmm. how you've taken such a necessary, um, I guess, life skill and service and need for our community and our young next generation and combine that with financial literacy. Really important. Yeah. So yep. I'm excited to um, yeah, to have it out there. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Here we so, go. Yep, exactly. There we go. Thank yep. you, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Yep. Take care. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FinTech Brews and News. Keep up with all the content and cool stuff happening at Falls FinTech and Central Payments by checking out our website, our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my AHA moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.